sometimes that level of stress and anxiety and busyness of life can be so much that maybe you can't do that. The looking around and you get nothing but blank space. That might require you to journal some questions. Yeah. You know, what are what is the good? There's always something good. Pull it out. Every single individual has a story to tell. And they're great stories that need to be heard. I want every listener to know they have the ability to change the world. Welcome to the 1720 Podcast. What's up, Mountain Movers? Welcome back to the 1720 Podcast. Last couple of weeks, we've had amazing guests, and we're, we're taking a little pit stop before we ramp up with our next three guests, but figure we'll recap looking back and then looking forward to what we have in store. Yeah, so I do a good job of remembering all the things, well, most of the things we talked about, but who who was on the last two weeks? I know Colby was last week, and then the week before, was that Brad? Is that who it was two weeks ago? Yep, Brad Blankenship, so it was a cool opportunity to look backwards at a body of work and what he looks forward to in retirement. And the one that I've talked the most about, about since his episode was the mistakes, man. And that, and that's what I was anticipating, just the recording. Like, what do you wish you would have done? Like, looking back, what, where can you get better? Because I'm hoping that it can activate people like us still in our stride to change now rather than wait 20 more years, 30 more years. Well, for sure. And, yeah. Well, I interrupted. Go ahead. Finish your thought, and then I had a thought. Well, the thanking mentors one was my absolute gun punch, and it was something that I've been walking through. It is my season right now of like some of the people that were adversaries for for only because of my ego and stubbornness, and uh, flipping that around in recent years, because when you really reflect, you didn't get here on your own, Mm. and there's people that you easily thank, like parents, family, relatives, uh, direct relationships, peer groups, all that sort of things. But what about former coworkers, former leaders that might be your competitor today? Yeah, and I and I bet they there's there's certain individuals in that lane that you might not have talked to that absolutely change your trajectory. Yeah, I got a uh, on the way home yesterday. Found myself thinking through that idea, and I didn't make it past high school, but it was like just running through uh, on the way home thinking like who along the way, because I remember Colby talking about a teacher, I think in high school, I think it was, heck, it might've been junior high, um, that was on her like list that you gave her homework to reach back out to. But um, just my own self reflecting back through some of those, who is it? Who do I need to reach out to? Um, like I said, I only made it, made it through high school, but um, definitely thinking about that. Here's another idea is there are probably people that influence that maybe not in a great way either, right? But you learn something there. And so I've I've had that thought too over the last couple of weeks is what what have I learned through you know not great times what have I learned through you know challenges and, and strife and stuff like that um, and I, what I was going to say just a second ago was part of the sharing the f- stories and paying it forward and all that I mean we we were doing a touch of before we even started recording just talking about some things that are going on and ideas and stuff we've learned and just sharing all those ideas. Um, all in the interest of, you know, paying it forward, I guess, paying it sideways as the case may be, or just keeping friends, colleagues, coworkers out of the same traps and pitfalls, whether it's, you know, home, work, family, operations, finances, whatever the case may be. And there are lessons learned every day that I think you and I and, and in our peer group do a good job of sharing, but man, that is part of what the, what the podcast has done a really good job of is thinking through lessons learned things and and sharing forward, helping people avoid those ditches and whatnot. So, 
Yeah, and that's the power with Colby's of her sharing her testimony and being vulnerable and opening up. And you can see it with the, I don't pay much attention to it, but the the metrics where you know that the, the by by the numbers people it's resonating with people you know they probably don't see it coming with the story and and the build up to the testimony but if if they make it to the testimony portion that's what hits home and and your story might not be similar to hers but you have a story right you have brokenness you have you have shame in your life you have that one thing that keeps nagging you in the back of your mind that you're afraid to share with others because you're in fear of being ridiculed, outcasted, judged, all that sort of stuff. But there's people, whether they're in your inner circle or professionals or your pastor, like there's people you can share because that's a that's a mighty weight that you're holding on to. And that that's the challenge that we want to leave here. Go back if you haven't already, listen to that, especially the second half of, of Colby's episode where she opens up about her testimony and the power of sharing and, and reducing that weight of shame that you carry when you don't share your, your story. And and it, it's there's a lot of self-healing with it, but there's a lot of impact you can also make on the people you share it with. Yeah. And when you when you tie that into leadership, you know, it, when you're trying to lead others, when you can compassionately share like this is how I failed and this is why I want to pass this down to you, leadership of your family, leadership of a company, leadership of uh, your team. You're not just doing it from like, uh, I have it all together. It's like, no, 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 from brokenness, I was able to get here and I want to help accelerate your learning curve and see these blind spots in front of you. Uh, but that doesn't come without a level of getting over that shame or passing that shame up and uh, being vulnerable. Yeah, it was a little nugget, an uns- unspoken nugget, I guess, probably. If you look back in Col- in the episode notes for Colby, I actually dropped a link completely unrelated to what we talked about, but I dropped a link in the sort of show notes there that was an article from John Piper on the power of your personal testimony. And he walks through and talks. Um, it's like an old podcast from 2021, basically, but the tra- in the transcript, he walks through you know certain passages through scripture where people are talking about their testimonies and sharing the things that they've been through, all for the the same purposes and reasons that I think we've you know not on accident, but have landed here is you know teaching, paying forward, uh, demonstrating, um, seeking relief from, etc. Those things, and and so if you haven't had a chance to read through that, you know, click back over to the show notes and hit that thing. It's like a, I don't know, I'm looking here. It's a 15 minute listen from John Piper and a five minute read if you're a, a buzzsaw reader. But all to those exact same points, kind of bringing them to a head through you know through some scripture references and through some some Bible related backup for the ideas that sharing your testimony is is freeing and powerful for you and for others. So. 100%. Super proud of her for coming on, sharing that. Um, I know that's a big deal. I know it's a hard thing to do, but it only gets easier over time with the reps, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you had, I'll, I don't know if we're going to move on or, or not, but I'm going to pause on a, a point you had, you had made here, which was to find somebody, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's, it the people who have shared things with us, we're not the first time, right? This You don't hop on for the first time and the jam a microphone in your face and you, and you tell your, you know, tell your story. It's, it happened with a buddy first. It happened with a professional, you know, there's, there's folks that are in the safe spaces of your community groups at church or your super homies or a professional provider of, of services to like lean in and be able to start processing and unpacking that story so that you can tell it more freely 
Um, so f- start small. You don't need to start large. You don't need to grab the mic on a Sunday morning and but start small and find somebody uh, to just begin the process of the process of processing uh, because keeping that trapped in there is no good, man. No doubt. And so looking forward, we have our good friend Gerald coming on next week. Gerald Nichols with Amber Electric. He's on the Texo board, big part of CEF. Uh, workforce development is his crusade, man. He's so passionate about that. And he has a great story and he's a great leader that is standing on the shoulder of giants. That's something that he commonly says. And uh, But he's also willing to not just lift up the generation's uh, behind him, but also listen and yeah. learn from them. So he's learning both ways. He's a he's in rare air with his mentality and his leadership style and the willingness to be hungry and learn um, late into his career. And um, he's just an awesome friend, awesome dude. And I can't wait to get him on. Yeah, he's um, he. The thing that you said it, I'm going to double down on it. But one of the things I think Gerald does an amazing job of is listening down, right? Like to say, what are we doing wrong and how do we do it better? There is no, at least in my experience with Gerald, there is no, this is how we've always done it, which is sort of a pet peeve to me. It's a, you know, tell me how we should be doing it. How do we always iterate better? Um, Listening, asking great questions everywhere he can, uh, all in in the pursuit of being better. And uh, so I'm looking forward to to pulling some of that information out of him and sharing that, letting him share all that with you. Uh, and I don't know if you, did you say it here yet? I don't know if you did or not, that he was the connect to Tolly that was um, just such a great episode. That was his connect, wasn't it? Yeah. And I mean, Shane's become quickly a, a great friend of mine. We're planning on getting the families together soon. And I actually ran into him on Sunday. Uh, I was at the Waxhachie High School that not the stadium where they practice, but the football field because Quinn's cheerleading now. And I was wearing the hat he gave me for speaking to his team. And I was like, hey, man, recruiting recruiting the future generation. And I sat back down in my rocking chair, which make me make sure I scroll to that rocking okay. chair. Okay. The literal rocking chair, not the rocking chair moments we talk about here. But five minutes later, I'm watching Quinn do cheerleading, and he just walks right up to me. <laughs> He's like, what's up, man? And I'm like, oh, dude, this is awesome. So him and I have like a 30, 45-minute conversation because um, he was running the facility as all these whippersnappers were running around chaos. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just a solid dude. His story's crazy, uh, imp- crazy impactful. And uh, we were going down that rabbit trail again on this past Sunday. It was awesome. Well, and part of the growing Corsicana crew, Colby gave him a shout-out last week, but – uh, apparently everyone, it's just a sub niche for us as homies from Corsicana, right? So there you go. Um, all right. So Gerald coming soon. I think we've talked about Vanessa and Scott coming soon. I think we gave those book. Was that, was a book giveaways? Was that last week? Ongoing. So, okay. um, they're all out. They're all assigned and out. Um, s- some have already received them. Others it's on the, on their way. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's a great book. We're trying to get them in blended families' hands uh, that are also followers, um, and that because that's our ministry, blended kingdom families, uh, right here in DFW. So, um, can't wait to get them on. We'll, we're going to have to tweak the studio a bit to have four of us. That'll be the first time it's four, and the first time we have a couple together. So, it'll be cool. Cool, cool. Um, and then you hit me up this week and said, "Hey, I got a new guest," and so lay, lay this one on me. I don't know that we've talked about it specifically, so we'll do it live, but. Um, you know, co- coming soon from a, I guess a meeting from this week. Yeah. 
Yeah, a couple interactions with him. Brian Custer with McCarthy. He's, he recently moved here from Arizona. He's the president of the South Southern region for McCarthy and just solid dude, salt of the earth, great leadership principles, uh, just a great overall person. And uh, it's one of those every conversation you have with him, you just keep going and going and get pumped up. So it's going to be an awesome uh, testimony. It's going to be Awesome to hear his insights of his climb, 17-year climb through McCarthy from PE to president. You know, that's kind of rare these days mm-hmm. to see that uh, vertical climb on one ladder. Um, but awesome dude. You're going to love him. Uh, we'll get him on next month. Yeah. All right. A um, couple of just quick hit topics, I think, too, we've, we've, we've laid down for today. Um, I'll, I'll flip it to you because you you're usually get us talking on topics as we begin riffing around on something. But... Uh, just looking around. That's the idea. The power of just looking around. What do you, what do you, what are you riffing on that these days? Yeah. And I'm smiling right now because as I'm doing that, you could probably see my left hand. I'm petting one of our, our dogs that's looking for loving. And <laughs> that's what actually sparked this whole thing for me. Um, because we, we talk about the, the power of small moments that make a monumental impact. You know, Chris Cassidy is a highlight feature of that. Um, those people and mentors that change your trajectory, but that's not what I'm talking about. Yeah, right. I'm talking about the simple moments in daily life. And that was sparked from this morning watching. So I take my daughter to school some days when I'm not starting in a client's office in the morning. If I'm working from home, I'll take Quinn to school. And on the ride home, as soon as I drop Quinn off, I typically have our sheepadoodle Pippa and I open the window and man, loves it. loving life. Yeah. And so like, I just, when I stop thinking and just look at her and she's just enjoying life, it just brings a smile. And then started doing that with Quinn, just watching her imagine life out the back window. And like, you know, at stoplights, of course, and not <laughs> driving <laughs> while just staring in the back seat. But those small moments really break up the stress and anxiety of a day. If, if we're paying attention to them, and they're all around us. If you don't have a dog or a kiddo, like I just did it this morning. I had some worship music on. I just looked outside and just cleared my brain for a hot minute. And it really changed my attitude. Um, the big ones that I have are when I do that with worship music and I do cardio. So Wednesday's my cardio day and I go hard and I'm listening to worship music. And if I really start dialing in, like I start thinking about things and like get emotional, man. And those opportunities are all around us. We just have to keep our eyes and our ears open. Um, and so many people are talking about how busy oh, they are. And everybody's how stressed so they busy, are. yeah. But don't let that be your, you know, your knee-jerk mentality and mindset. Don't let that be your answer to how are you doing today. You know, <laughs> use the looking around to try and shift that mindset. You know, um, but. It, it, maybe you got to be more intentional with looking around and maybe it's going to be a little more difficult. Maybe there's an old friend you can catch up with. Maybe it, like I said, worship music, something it's around you. Just pay attention and life might get just a little bit better for you in the stress and chaos of your calendar and schedule. If you just look around, did you, I know this is probably three or four times in a row that I've gone back to the daily dad, but did you read it this morning? Because I had no idea what you were about to say, but as you were saying, and I clicked over to my email and pulled it back up because for that today it was sort of on on topic, but I'll, I'll give it a little tweak from the Daily Dad, which was talking about, today was talking about melting away negative feelings. Like mm. you, you show up frustrated about something or whatever, you know, how do you, you melt those away? And, and the, the gist of it is like he sets up a lot of 
things that like frustrate everybody. You're, you're stressed, you're busy, your house is a mess. You can't watch the news without being frustrated. And what do you do about that? And then long pregnant pause, dot, 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 go spend time with your kids. Mm. Seriously. Five, he says five minutes, 15 minutes, whatever the feelings just walk. Those frustrations begin to just melt away. Not because you've ignored those frustrations, but because it gives you perspective. And really, that's kind of, a, I mean, not exactly the, the point you're making, but at least tangent to the point you're making, which was like having some perspective, looking at a kiddo leaning out the back window or being reframed with worship music or taking in like the magnitude of outside also has a tendency to like give you perspective on whatever the, the frustrations du jour are so that you can reframe, reset and reload um, and so it was, it's an interesting parallel between that and what has become a, you know, fairly common daily read today for daily dad is those two things. Like just take a beat. Um, it, maybe it's your kids, maybe it's going outside, maybe something, take a beat, let that melt away and refocus on like perspective on all of it. So that's it. Yeah. And it, sometimes that level of stress and anxiety and busyness of life can be so much that maybe you can't do that. The looking around and you get nothing but blank space that might require you to journal some questions. Yeah. You know, what are, what is the good? I, I, the bad are at your prefrontal cortex, right? They're right there. What about the, what's back there? What is, what's good? There's, there's always something good. Pull it out, journal, write it down. Where are the blessings? Where can you be a blessing? What are the cans instead of cannots? You know, it, it, it's another common thread with our mindset shift. You might, if 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 looking around is failing, you got to dig in more, not abandon it. Dig in more. Yeah. Get a pen out. Get into prayer. Where can you set your mind? And then, if you do that, the reverse of it, the looking around might things might surface, like you put on some contact lenses for your life. It's worth your time. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I know we talk, I feel like sometimes we talk, we revert back and talk to and linger on some of the things, same things. And when you were talking about writing them down, I wanted to just start talking about journaling again, because that's been so valuable to me. Um, recently in the past, recently, reflectively, et cetera. And I, I won't triple down on it other than to just say, we talk a lot about mindset, not, not because it's the only thing we talk about, but just because I think it's so important. I mean, I had that con mindset conversation with William in the car, around a you know drum roll please basketball but like just re resetting some of the things in your mind that are defaults um helps around a lot of stuff here in this instance same verse different song same song different verse resetting your mindset around that is insanely helpful for sure man all right i think it looks like you got a, a shout out in order here is that where i see a shout out um that i will not try to steal the thunder on you want to give a shout out Oh yeah, I don't want to take credit for this. It's just something that I saw that I turned into a daily motivation, and it's been something I've been reflecting on a lot lately, and using as a coaching tool as well. But Tony Casagrande with Campos Engineering, he's also on the Texo board. His personality is freaking awesome. I love on I love his personality on the board. He's a great con contributor. But he put this post out on LinkedIn. It was it was an awesome write up. But there was a quote within the write-up that says, when you play for the name on the front of your jersey, people will remember the name on the back of your jersey. And I think that's a pretty profound statement. You can I, I know you're going to hit us with a basketball reference on that. Um, <laughs> no, why but, would I say what? Well, I don't understand. Why does that relate to basketball right? at all? Oh, you're, it's churning. I know it's going to be MJ, maybe Kobe, something. <laughs> Something's coming. I know it. But it's, it's good when – 
are you playing for yourself or for others? Like all of us are a part of some team. It might be our family. It might be our company. It might be the peer group that you're in, but like, are you always focused on you? Is it a me, me, me thing? Or are you focused on the people around you? Are you building up the people around you? Are you putting in those reps? So then you can be lifted up. And I think about that in a couple different ways. The first is like the whole, you know, the go giver has been a big concept, like the clear difference between being a giver and a taker. You know, the, the taker is focused on the back of the jersey. Check me out. Yeah. Look at me. Do something for me. Let's all talk about me. Let's focus on me. Giver is like, I'm going to be, a, I'm going to contribute to the team. I'm going to give my talents to make sure that we're rowing this boat in the same direction. Um, you know, and that's your friendships, relationships. Um, what, where, what side of that fence do you sit on? And, and, you know, there's nothing wrong with like, like taking when it comes to like, Hey, I need advice, like that sort of thing. I'm not trying to say like, you shouldn't do that, but just make sure that there's some balance. And if you do a personal inventory and you see like, man, I feel like a taker, like do something about it. Yeah. I don't, Bless somebody. I don't be a team player. I don't personally know Tony, but as you were saying that, I thought I'm going to go try to find the, the post. It might not have been on LinkedIn. I don't know. I don't remember exactly what he said. I'm gonna go try to find it. Uh, and like assess and read and cross reference th- through what we're talking about. And then I immediately realized why you said his energy is great. It, do you know what his picture is on LinkedIn on his little tiny picture? I know it's some goofy like Flash Gordon or something. No, it's like uh, it's a Karate Kid. He has on a Cobra Kai. I think oh, they call okay. it gi. Is that the right word? Uh, with like a wig. He's supposed to look like um, I can't. His name escapes me right now. The 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 bad guy as it as it would be uh, in Karate Kid. Anyway, so it's like right in, right in your wheelhouse of costuming. Which oh yeah, uh, for sure starts to come come together. Yeah, I, I I will not pass up an opportunity to make a basketball reference here. B- only to say like the front of your jersey back of the jersey thing if you watch enough basketball you will see like that physically playing out on the floor right among among really great players and sometimes you see it when they hit big shots and it's a, it's a little bit like in your face about it but this deal where they're like hook their thumbs under the front of their jersey do you know what i'm talking about they'll hook their foot yeah. in the front and like protrude or push out to to sh- demonstrate that like the the activity was done on behalf of the name on the front and it's a little bit it's a little bit um probably disingenuous cuz it's usually on the heels of hitting a game winner but you know you see that a lot um and also you see a lot of like in f- in fact I saw Russell w- uh, West- Westbrook do it this week in the playoffs um he hit a big shot it was a big and one and he actually grabbed the right side of his jersey have you seen this and like pulled it back and it's exposed, I think it was his undershirt, and then starts like pointing at his heart. Have you seen that too? So there's lots of like self-aggrandizing yet also pointing to the front of your jersey stuff that goes on in the league. But yeah, it's it's common. You also see, and I think Texas Tech did it last year, there is no name on the back of the jersey. I don't know if you've been seeing that. That is a common basketball theme lately as well. No, and that makes me think about like the business parallel of those companies that decide not to put titles right. on their people or email signatures. Right. And I think it's because they want to focus on the name on the front. Like your title should be irrelevant, right? Like we're all in this ship together trying to get to a destination. Yeah. And and to put a final staple on the basketball thing, I've never seen Michael Jordan put a crown on top of his own head after he hits a shot. No. No. But I know some others that compare him. <laughs> 
that do regularly. That shot is intended to be directly at someone that I won't. Yeah. I won't specifically name. Yeah, because he's listening. Yeah. You know? I will. I he's don't, a regular listener. I don't. I don't need LeBron. He keeps asking to be a guest, and I'm like, back off, yeah, bro. I don't need LeBron more mad at us than he already is. <laughs> yeah, I could. I got lots of basketball talk on that, but neither here nor there. Well, that'll be a special episode one day. Um, yeah. So I mean. Th- I don't know exactly where we spin out from there because I feel like I landed in a basketball hole, but, um, you know, focus on, I guess, focusing on the things you can control. That's a, that's another note under this sub point, but I'll try to pivot us in there. It's just like you, you can control pulling for your teammates. You can control pulling for your, for the folks in your, on your, in your office, on your project team, whatever you can, you can, you can do that. You can control your attitude, your effort, um, et cetera, to just focus on being the, the best version of a teammate you can be. And, you know, I was thinking about, I was thinking about teammate roles yesterday on the way, actually on the way home from practice is like sometimes being the teammate means like, and I'll use, I'll continue the analogy, but I might not be the best rebounder. That might not be what I am known for on this team, but tonight you need a rebounder. And so sometimes being the best teammate means taking what is something that we all need that might not be what you're the best at, or it might not be what you're known for it might, and, and leaning into doing something to help someone else as well uh, in the, in, in particular instances. So I don't know if that analogy completely works all the way through, but it's definitely leans into the, like the con- controlling the controllable sort of a thing. Yeah. And the business parallel, like if you're trying to climb the ladder and your goal is to get a promotion, like that outcome, like that, that's not in your control. You don't get to make that decision right. to promote yourself. That's on somebody else's shoulders. So the analogy here is like, if you want like reverse engineer that quote, if you're looking for people to look at the back of your Jersey, how do you get there? And it's not look at the back of my Jersey demanding you, you need this. Maybe that works sometimes, but that's a bit shallow. It's how do I be- become a team player and a leader that people want to follow? Yeah. Well, what are the steps there? So like, there's a good umbrella goal to work backwards from like, okay, I want to be somebody that people look up to and and that people look for, for mentorship and that, um, they see me as a great leader. Okay. What are those characteristics? I, I show up for them. I'm proactive. Um, I'm vulnerable, I, uh, high energy, high octane, proactive, like what, whatever that list is, you could start categorizing those things and maybe the outcome becomes that promotion, AKA seeing the name on the back of the Jersey reverse engineer that flow a bit. Yeah. Right. All right. We've reached the end, I believe, unless you got some other stuff to, to think about or chew on or riff on, um, for the day. I think we kind of our episodes when it's just the two of us run a little shorter. I think that's probably in order since the, as of late, the ones when we have guests have run a little longer. Oh, for sure. On, on average, I think us together being shorter works out best for the, for listeners and you know, balances against the, I think the last two have been a total of three forty something like this. So there's a lot of content out there for other folks. And I think rightfully so, because the whole gist of this thing is focusing on others and getting other people's stories out and, in in the interim just you and i riffing on a few things so for sure man that was the blitz and the next three or so weeks will be action-packed for sure all right dude sounds great um i will see kev i'll see you around uh and for you listeners out there y'all stay out there keep moving mountains